Well, hello, my beautiful ones. This is Shaw Love. Um, wanting to speak to you this evening and uh, wanting to specify the word of t- tonight would be be encouraged. Um, I have been reading and I had shared um, over the weekend, me, my sons and I were speaking and uh, my son's 30th uh, birthday was on Saturday. And I'm so blessed that he's here uh, today and a blessing with many more. And also I would just like to just reiterate that we had spoken over the weekend and we began to speak about giving and how that giving is, uh, when we give out of our need, uh, God, he will reward us. He, when we give out of our need, we're saying, God, I trust you. And we were speaking and I had, hadn't read this, this, um, chapter in a long time. And I was speaking to my sons about the woman, the widow woman that had a son and, and she was going to eat her last meal and she was going to die. And I often think about how, uh, we tend to, uh, have our weight, our weight, our faith wavers quite a bit when we are going through something, when we're in the valleys And, you know, our faith doesn't waver when things are looking good and we can see what the outcome is is going to be. And we we know how he's going to do it. I think our faith is more shaken when we can't see how God is going to do it. And I begin to think about um, the scripture that speaks about us being, um, you know, just steadfast and movable and not only to be steadfast and immovable, but to even I, I think about the scripture when it says that we are uh, uh, faith. Well, well, actually, what faith is a substance of things not that hope that are hoped for and things are not seen. So faith is a substance of things hoped for and things that are not seen. So I say that to say this, that when we can see how God is going to do it, it's easier to trust him. But when we can't see that is when our faith is wavering or we, our faith is shaken. And actually that is the most pertinent time to trust God when you can't see the outcome, when you don't know, when, when, when the news is saying this and, 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 and God is saying this, but the news is saying this and people are saying this. And sometimes we have to remove ourselves out of the realm of possibility of, is this going to work out? Or, or God, I'm going to trust you whether I see it working out or not, but I'm going to trust you. So I thought about, um, the chapter, uh, first Kings 17 chapter, you know, it spoke about, uh, Elijah, uh, Elijah was a, was a titbite. He, um, he was, a an inhabitant of, of Gilead. And he, he had, he had said unto Ahab, he spoke to Ahab and told Ahab what the Lord had said. And he said that, that Israel, that, oh, he said that the Lord God of Israel liveth before him. He said, I stand. There shall not be dew or rain these years. Now, according to the word, the Lord came saying, and he gave instructions and directions uh, as he, after he told Elijah to say that to, uh, Ahab and, and, and one of the things that really, I really want to, to, to really elaborate on of the instructions of God, um, because I notice a lot of times in the word of God, there will be certain things in order and God will be speaking and say, I want you to do this. Then now I want you to do this and his directions to man, to, to your, to human mind, you don't, you sometimes don't even understand why God would say, go do this and go do that. But I begin to think about how that he had spoken, um, to Elijah and he told Elijah to go. And he's, and he said in the 17th chapter, he said, second chapter, he said, okay. He said in the Lord word of the Lord, the Lord word came unto him saying, get thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan. Now that was one of the things that I, 
I noticed and I take, um, I, I, I found something, something that was interesting about that chapter, 17 chapter verse three. So I began to take an interest in it and I began to wonder why am I, what is the interest in this chapter, this verse? And so I read further. Now you understand that it says, go thee and hide thyself by, by brook Cherith. That is before Jordan. That's third, that's 17 chapter, third verse. And he says before Jordan there. And so I read further and, and I know there was something that God was trying to get me to understand, uh, in reference to this. Cause it, 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 it intrigued me. So this, that, 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 particular verse intrigued me um, to the point where I had to go do some research and, and look up some things and so I began to read more and uh, it said and, sh- and it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook and I I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there now now here it shows that the instruction is to why God told him to go to the brook of Cherith because God knew that he had the ravens there waiting on Elijah to come. Now, the ravens were commanded by God. And I'm sure he that you know he was that the 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 timing of God giving direction and instruction, he specifically told him where to go. Um but I but I want to go back to uh where he was to go and hide thyself at Brook Cherith. Therefore, that is therefore before Jordan. Now, and I've heard Jordan. This is a, that's the, that was the first time I heard Jordan, and I began to think what was the significance of me and Jordan. This is before Jordan. He goes and God gives him directions. Say, hey, I need you to go, uh, uh, go, go to the Cherith Brook, where the Brook of you know the Cherith. And he said, so when he went. And did that according to what the Lord had told him to do. He said he was, he dwelt there by the brook and that was before Jordan again. So I began to thank God, you know, Jordan's very significant in this. So what is it about Jordan? Well, first of all, he told him to go to Cherith and that he would be able to, uh, he would be able to drink from that brook because that brook hadn't dried up at the time. And and then it always says that whatever it says in third chapter it said that is before Jordan. Fifth chapter, fifth chapter always say that is before Jordan. So as I look, I, I begin to search scripture and I begin to look and looking up what Jordan was uh, to back then. What Jordan was, Jordan was re- re- referenced to a source of fertility of large plain, meaning fertility would be in a sense if if you're thinking of fertility you're thinking um something uh you know wide scale fertility something productive you know a productiveness and um and that productiveness would mean that sounds like jordan was a place it's a large plain and which is many many fields and valleys and and it was a, a a land of productiveness so when you think of a land before productive, as you think to yourself, now, why would God want Elijah to go to the brook of Cherith? And, and not only did he want him to go to the, the, the brook of Cherith, it was the brook that was before Jordan. So is that is before Jordan. So, so Jordan being the place of productiveness is a place that he could have went because it was a place of large plains. It was a, it was a place of productiveness. Now these other, these places that God spoke to Elijah, mm, he spoke to Elijah and he told Elijah to go. He told him, go to Cherith where there was a brook, brook of Cherith and the brook of Cherith, the brook Cherith is funny because that is the brook, like I said, is before Jordan. Now, Jordan never spoke of uh, uh, of a land, dry land, or uh, no water. 
because it because it is the it is the place of productiveness. So he never told him go past Cherith and go go ahead and go to where you where you can get your need met, where you can go and get what you need and what's going to be there for you because it's a place of productiveness. Usually a place of productiveness has a lot of something. Uh, has plenty of. And I thought, okay, now he told him that too in, in the third chapter to go uh, to Brook of Chair, which is that is before Jordan. Now, also, uh, he speaks about him uh, dwelling by the Brook of Jordan because because he had, he had already commanded the ravens to bring him food they would they the ravens would feed him the ravens would take care of him he commanded the ravens to feed him there he commanded the ravens to feed him there so this is the first commandment of god that where he he sent elijah out in 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 a drought where there was not there was not going to be any rain where there was not going to be any food famine was in the land and i began to think about how intricate God's plans are for us, his people. And, and especially he loves us all. He's very merciful God. But I think that the, 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 the irony of this, when I'm speaking of him sending him to the brook and to Jer- to Jared, the brook and the, the, the brook that had water, he was able to drink there. And he was also, there was people waiting for him. The rape, the, the ravens were waiting for him to, so they could feed him. And, and I think the message in this too is God doesn't have to send you to the land of plenty or the land of, uh, uh, uh of much or, you know, I begin to think about how God can send you to a dry land, a dry, so you be going through something, a dry thing, going through a drought. You know, oftentimes, you know, to, you know, even in today, the society and the day, how things are, how God is showing up uh, because we have so many things going on and, and we can't see our way out this. We, we, we don't, we don't have any, we don't have any clue how God's going to do what he's going to do, but we just have to trust him that he is going to do above all that we ask or think exceeding, actually exceedingly above. And we often look at the situation as, um, it is going to be hard. It, it is, it is one of those things where you feel it's going to be hard. It's when you think of self think it is going to be hard. I don't know how God is going to do this. But I really need God to move and I need God to 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 protect and keep us from all her harm and danger. We don't know how he's going to do it. So I begin to think about how uh, the ravens after the ravens had taken care of Elisha. And the ravens had taken care of Elisha and the rate and the ravens. I don't listen, y'all. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. The word raven or raven, but I want to say it's ravens. But we, we know the scripture, the word I say, I asked Lord, let, let it be a, a blessing to the reading of his word. Um, because I can't worry about if I do this perfect or not. I'm just trying to get a message across. I'm trying to convey what the times we're living in. A lot of times we wonder how, why is this? What is this in the Bible that can pertain to anything uh, uh, that I'm going through today? And you can't, sometimes you can't, you can't see uh, what it pertains to, but if you read it enough and you apply it to your life, you will see the resemblance. You will see what, why God have, have these stories to convey and to, uh, to get across what he needs to get across. And I was thinking about how, you know, um, the, after the, after the Ravens had taken care of him, they fed him morning. Um, they fed him morning. They fed him noon night. They fed him. And that was their job. That was their job to feed uh, the man of God. And that's what I think one of the things God is saying is, too is if God, when God loves us, when God loves us the way he loves us, what that tells me is we don't, we don't, one of the things is the blessings of the Lord 
make it maketh you rich and addeth no sorrow. So one of the things about God is when he loves us, he said he'll care about the fowl and the birds and he makes sure they eat. One thing about God, he's going to make sure we eat too. And when I say eat, I don't mean just food because uh, 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 God fills us in so many different ways, you know, with his word and, 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 and his spiritual, the spiritual man of uh, who God is, the spirituality when he wants us to uh, be productive. And there's so many things that God has that he wants to do and, and give to us. But we, we, we have to get on the plane, uh, the large plane. Uh, and I don't mean the flying plane. I mean, just, you know, God is so, he's so, he's so full. He has so many things that he wants to do and the things that he can give, give to us. But I want to say that, you know, when I got to thinking about one of the scriptures that it spoke about how, um, the scripture was after he left the Ravens and the, after he left the Ravens, the Ravens were, um, had done their assignment. They had done what God um, had had spoken for them to do. He he he. They made sure uh, that he had he had eaten morning, and they even led him to where else where the other place that he was to go, and the other place that he was to go was um, other place for him to go was uh, where the the widow woman was the widow woman. So the, the widow woman was to bless, uh, he, she was commanded to bless the prophet Elijah. She was commanded to do that. Um, she had not a clue. Uh, I don't even think that even when I think of it all, the whole story, uh, when I begin to think of it, I begin to think that there is a significance about it. Not only that she would feed him, and that she was to feed Elisha because she was supposed to, she was actually out gathering sticks and she was going to, um, she was going to feed her, uh, son and she was going to feed herself and she was going to die because there was famine in the land and she was going to do that and she was going to die. But God had commanded her prior to Elijah even getting there that there will be a prophet that would knock on your door and you have to feed him. And she, when she, when she began to be obedient to God, she didn't question, well, what if I feed him? Am am I going to have enough for myself and my son? And, 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 you know, she didn't, she didn't worry about that. What she did was she gathered, she gathered the meal and from the barrel and it spoke of in 12 that her, uh, that she gathered her, her sticks and her, and, and she, and she, that she ate that, that, you know, so they could eat. And she was saying that Elijah, uh, she was going to feed Elijah. And she was saying to Elijah that she was going to, um, finish her, her, her making her meal. And then she was going, her and her son were going to die. And Elijah said unto her, what God is saying to us today, fear not. He said, go and do as thou hast said, meaning go do what God has told you to do. Trust, keep trusting God. And she's, and he told her to make therefore a little cake first and bring unto me. And after, after make for thee and for thy son. Now, mind you, she already said that she didn't have enough to feed anybody, but her son and herself. And then she was going to die. But See, the thing about God is he told Elijah to let her, to let her know, to fear not that she, after she can make, after she make me something to eat, that she was going to make herself and her son something to eat. Now you say, how, how is that? Well, we know God has made water. He made a, a water out of wine and we know, um, he's, uh, fed, uh, with one fish and one piece of bread. He felt, he, he felt, he fed many, many, many people. And uh, what she did was she was obedient and being her that she being obedient, the Lord, the Lord God of Israel made sure her that her barrel never waste and neither should her cruise oil never fail, meaning she would be she would have plenty. 
uh, she would have plenty, uh, pretty much plenty. Like, um, to me, like the, 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 uh, uh, Jordan, Jordan, you know, the, it, where, where, where he was never told to go. Um, but the woman, the, with the widow woman was commanded that she was going to sustain him. And, and she should, she's not only did she feed him, she sustained him there. And I think the lesson out of this to me, um, the lesson out of this, I've always, I've always been taught to give out of your need, you know, um, when you give out of your need, you're trusting God, you're trusting God and you're saying to God, like I said, at the beginning, you're saying to God, trust you. I know you're going to make sure I have enough for me and my household. Um, that's why we're in the time now our, everybody's character is going to show, uh, uh, everybody's character is going to show at this, this time of crisis. And the, and one of the reasons why I know this to be so is listen, you, you ever hear people say, um, uh, well, that person got rich and they sure, they sure are, uh, they sure are mean or they sure have changed. And, and really things like money and crisis and those show who your true character are. So I feel like if you were, a, if you were, uh, 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 a, a jerk <laughs> if you were a jerk and you got more money you just you just got more money you just end up with more money and you're more of a jerk you really it almost enhances even more who you are or if you are a loving kind person and a giver then when you get money then you're going to be a giver and you're going to be kind even more you know to much is given much is required of thee so we we have to remember that you know this widow woman she could have, she could have been scared and said, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give, I'm not going to give this prophet Elijah. I don't care what God commanded me to do. I'm not going to give this prophet Elijah. I'm not going to give him my last oil and my bread to eat because I, 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 because me and my son won't have enough. But what she did was she trusted God because she didn't have anything else, but what she had, she had to have given out of her need and God seen the faithfulness and seen that she was courageous enough had enough faith in God to give out of her need. And guess what? You know what I wonder about God? Cause I, I begin to read on and it began to speak of how her, her, her barrel and her cruise of oil did not fail. Meaning she had plenty thereof. And I begin to think about after, after reading that part, it said that the widow's woman, that her son, that her son got sick unto death. And God was faithful to Elijah because Elijah was faithful to him. Meaning Elijah could put could have asked whatever he would of God to do. And God would have done it because of his faithfulness. And I begin to think about in the end of the chapter, a few verses spoke about her son, the widow woman's son had gotten sick unto death and her son died. It spoke that her son died and said that Elisha had like stood over him uh, three times and began to cry out to God. And, he, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was thinking to himself, Lord, you know, I, I, I come and took this woman's last meal and and now now her son is unto death. And 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 Lord, what 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 to do? And I, re- I just was thinking to myself, God. He had to have known that God was faithful because he, he did, he did just what he did. He, he stretches himself over, over the child three times and cried unto the Lord and pray for the, the, the young man's soul, the little boy's soul to come back. Um, the, the, the woman's son and God did do it. He brought the son back. And what I'm thinking, you know, when I, when I read it, cause you think in the whole the whole chapter is about you think of the whole chapter is all about the woman giving out her knee, the ravens, the, the ravens feeding him. Um, but it's funny because God gives instruction and direction and the instruction directions that he give it, 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 it landed him there with the widow woman that was going to feed her and her son, her last meal and die. And then the top it off, the son did die that day. But Elisha went and grabbed the son and went and prayed 
to the Lord and ask God to have mercy and, and to bring the son, the woman's son's soul back into, in, into him, his soul back into his body. And what I thought was interesting is God did it. He didn't quite, he didn't listen. God didn't say, listen, I, I can't do God. Listen, God did what Elijah asked him to do. And what that lets me know today is God is faithful. When I say God, listen, when I say God is faithful, I got so much out of that because I was thinking about how he could have went to Jordan. He could have very well went to Jordan where there was, where there was plenty. Listen, Jordan is a place of source, productiveness, large plains, all that, everything that, listen, everything that, that Elisha needed really was at Jordan anyway. But in the scripture 17.3 and in 17.3, oh, 17.3 and, and 17.5 speaks about every time says it's before Jordan. Now, listen, God wanted us to know there was a reason why that that's the reason why God does things what he does, because he wanted us to know why did he keep saying he didn't even have to keep saying that it was before Jordan. God didn't have to do that. We didn't have to know that the, the Cherith Brook was, uh, was, was the last before Jordan. We, we didn't have to know that. Listen, third chapter speaks and says, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith. That is before Jordan. Then it also says again, so he went according unto the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook Jared, Cherith, that is before Jordan. Now, the brooks represent that he was thirsty and he needed to be, his thirst needed to be quenched. And there, God knew that there was going to be a, a certain amount of water. Listen, what I'm saying is all this correlation of God's instruction leads him to the brook of Cherith where there is lim- there is a limited supply not 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 a a plentiful supply just limited he could he only had enough there to remain there until the ravens come to 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 feed him he had enough water to drink at the brook and and he told Elisha, Elijah, and Elijah also, not only that, Elijah had to be obedient. He told Elisha, thou shalt drink of the brook. And I have commanded. He's telling him, listen, before you go any further, I want to let you know, I got you. I commanded the ravens to feed you there. I could be, I commanded them to. So when you get there, when they, when, when you, when you arrive there at the brook, not only are you going to get to drink at the brook, you're going to get fed as well because I commanded a group of people. The ravens are going to feed you. Now, one of the things is interesting about it all is this is the thing. God gave simple instructions. Now, they not be simple to us today because when, when we think about, heck, back in the day it showed, one of the scriptures spoke about how that people were scared on the boat and Jesus was on the boat and the boat was, 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 was getting ready to sink. And it was, it was, it was, it was rocking and they were scared and Jesus was on the boat. They had Jesus in, in the flesh. They had him there with them there. They could see it. You know how the scripture talks about faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. They got to see him and still feared. And, 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 I, and I'm sure they did that because they were, uh, uh, they're not perfect. We are, none of us are perfect. When we're up against and our back is against the wall and we, we, we are in the situation, it's hard to be fearless. But that's where God comes in. You, we have to pray, God, make us fearless each and every day. Because this is the thing about, the thing about God. When he speaks and he commands something, as many times he commanded certain things in the word and, 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 and he commanded and spoke it. Let there be light and there was light and it was good. He spoke it. He spoke a word. So he gave instructions. Now we think in instructions, 
is all about the drought. And it very well could have been all about the drought and about there was not going to be rain for years and that how God still supplied. He even, not, oh, listen, oh, not only did he supply Elijah, he supplied, uh, uh, he supplied the ravens. The ravens gave, whether they gave out of their need or not, they gave. And even spoke about the widow woman giving her last meal. And as she gave her last meal, she was cooking him a meal. It stretched out enough to be her and her son to be fed as well. Then she went back to the barrels again. And it was still there. Plenty. Plenty. Which is which is ironic because God could have sent Elisha straight to Jordan. So. He goes to, uh, he Lord speaks and tells tells uh, him to rock, uh, tell tells Elijah to get get up, arise. You know, pretty much get up, go to Zarephath, which belonged to Zidon, and dwell there. Be- behold, I commanded a widow woman to sustain thee. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I I feel like really we have li- we have put limits on God and. And, and, and we, we, we have thought, oh, I'm asking too much or, uh, I don't God. sometimes we, we, we ask God for stuff and then we try to figure out how is he going to get it to us? How is he going to give it to us? And one of the things I, I understand, especially, especially even more today, uh, just, just, just the, 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 of being off work, you know, being off work and still being God making provisions and making provisions and, and, uh, and I'm not, I'm, when I say that I'm not off work, I'm actually working from home, but I'm saying when I've been off work, God has always provided, he's made provisions. And you told me two years ago when I changed my profession that, oh, you know, there was a reason why I changed my profession. I had not a clue. Um, I had substitute teach for almost 12 years. I love the kids. I miss the kids. And, uh, and one of the things I think is interesting now, uh, being that, you know, I'm off, I'm, I'm working, but I'm not working at the office. I'm working from home. And I was thinking about all the provisions that God has made for me and my family and how he has kept us and, 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 and kept us from all her harm and danger. But what I want to say is that when God tells us to do something, when he tells us to give and when he tells us to to sow a seed or or give unto uh, someone that may need it, we just have to do it. We just we just have to do it because this is the time God's testing our character. Our character is being tested, and we can't even. A lot of us don't even know it, uh, but a lot of us are 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 showing agape love or showing the love of Christ. A lot of people are needing help and, 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 and it's not far from sure. People are helping people are doing Listen, People probably are praying more than they have ever prayed before this. I've, I'm, I'm 52 and I've never seen anything of what's going on today. I've never seen anything like it. I don't want to see anything else like it again, but I believe that as a people, if we would just really pray, and we would trust God because one of the things I understand is when God gave instructions to Elisha, we thought it was about the w- widow woman giving her last, her last meal. Uh, and it could have been about the ravens, uh, the ravens feeding him. Um, it could have been just, it could have been about Jordan. Uh, Jordan was mentioned twice. Um, they wanted us to know why it was mentioned twice because of, of what Jordan uh, represent the, the, the source and the plentiful and all the things it represents. But one of the things I think was interesting too, God commanded the, the lady, the widow to give and, and widow, widow, I'm sure the widow did not even know that her son was going to be unto death. And the son was unto death. And had, had it not been Elijah been there to ask for the mercy of the son's soul to come back into his life, to come back, to give it, to let him live again. Um, who's to say, it doesn't sound like it sounded like it worked out. It was orchestrated, you know, and God tells you to do unorthodox things. Sometimes uh, things is not familiar and, and some things is not familiar. Don't always feel right. But sometimes when God, 
Not sometimes. When God tells you to do something, you have to trust him at his word because that might be your blessing for your 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 set your setback that you're set up for your come up. God God say, hey, I need you to do this, and then you don't ask any questions. Like Elisha didn't ever you never seen one time Elisha said, well, what if I go to the brook of Jerith and there's no water there? I mean, look, Jordan's just Jordan's just before. I mean, it's it's this it's right. I, I mean, I can get everything I need from. Uh, from uh, what I need that is before Jordan, I could go to Jordan. You know, Cherith is before Jordan. Um, why can I? Why can I just can't go there? And God's saying, I want you. I want to take you somewhere different. I want see God. God would have took him straight to where his resources and his sources were, where they were plentiful. Then he wouldn't have to have trusted God in his journey. He wouldn't have to retrust. He wouldn't have had any reason to trust God because everything would have been okay for him. Everything would have been laid out for him. But instead, he had to have faith. He had to have a, a, a faith the size of a mustard seed. Enough to say he, he never one time showed where jo, uh, Elisha ever said, "Hey, uh, Lord, why why do you why are you sending me to the uh, uh, brook of chair? Why are you sending me there? Because I could just go to Jordan. They got everything I need. They got plenty of water. They got plenty of food." God said, "No, go there because I commanded." See, this this is the thing about God. The intricate. He's so he's so he's so on time. He's so so on time, and I say that because he told him where to go. And that how much water would be to, to keep him there, to, to keep it, his thirst. Then after he told him that, he let him know, look, I commanded, I can, first of all, how about this? I commanded to make, to make sure that the brook of cheer, I commanded there to be water enough in there for you to drink. Elisha and then I, not only not only that since you didn't question me about that and that Jordan was so close to I'm going to tell you I'm going I'm going I'm going to bless you again I'm going to make sure I'm going to send somebody I'm going to command somebody I'm going to command the ravens to feed you there not only are you going to get to drink you're going to get fed there you you we're going to make sure you get fed there too and Elijah, not never one time did Elijah say, Lord, if how do I know if I go to chair, the brook of chair, how do I know it's going to be water there? Father God, what if I go now? What if I go to this brook of, and brook of chair and then I'm hungry? What, what am I? How am I going to eat? He never asked, never questioned nothing. God made provision for him to be at the right place at the right time because of his instructions. God gave instruction, direction. And I, I, I think it's really, really uh, uh, critical that we understand this here. Now, when I say critical, it's critical to the time we're in now. Uh, 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 Sometimes we look at the situation being uh, bad. The situation is not a good situation. And we're looking at uh, all the uh, the totality rates and, and the, and the increase and the decrease and the, and the set the pace here and, and it, uh, it's flattened the curve. And we look at all the things that we uh, uh, see because it was well, the things we see is really not looking so good, but see, they don't understand. We serve a God that's orchestrating things and working on in the backside. He's the, he, you know, somehow we think that people that are in the background, the workers in the background don't make as much as the people in the front and center. But most of the time, the people that are in the background, the ones that are writing the stories, the ones that are writing the songs, the ones that are writing the book, those people, those people are front. They're not front and center. You can't see them, but they are the ones that are orchestrating things, making them happen. Just like God, this is what God is doing. We can't see what God is doing, but we don't need to, we don't need to worry about what God is doing. We just have to trust that we know that he's doing. I know a lot of times we even, I know I do it every day and I have to watch myself. I, sometimes I say to myself, I say, um, Lord, I just need you to, I just, and God sometimes say to me, he'll say, well, you just, you just asked me for that same thing yesterday and the day before. And, you know, sometimes God has to remind me now, give me praise for what I've done. Don't, don't, don't keep, listen, don't keep asking me for the same thing or that you've already prayed for after you pray for and you give your supplication to God. You trust that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. And how about this? How about we can't see nothing good coming out of this? 
A lot of people say, I can't see. I just don't see how this is going to straight. I don't see how this is going to work out. But what I do know, let me tell you this. What I do know, the Bible says all things, I think it's Romans 10, 28. All things work together for the good to them to love that love the Lord. And I know this for certain. And I don't think the enemy had planned this. Uh, the enemy hadn't planned on this situation. Making people appreciate love harder. You know, not, not, not and understand that they have put so many things before God. Uh, and we've made other things our God. And I know, I know God said he is a jealous God. And we think God's a jealous God. Yeah, God's a jealous God. And he wouldn't want us to have anybody before him. And, and, and he is what he has done. He has stripped the country. He has stripped us away. He stripped us and he stripped us to so that we are so we are concerned. Some many are worried. We are hoping that it's not our family members or our, ourselves next. But one thing I will have to say is that this, we have a praying God has a, right now there is a, there's a praying group of people there. They are worshiping. They are praising God. They are, listen, they are seeking God like never before. This, this, this tragedy, this pandemic has caused a uproar in the city. And I, when I say an uproar, I mean an uproar of people crying out to God, people trusting God. Listen, God, listen, the enemy has not won. God is all, remember love wins. The victory is God. God has alone. The victory has already been won. Listen, we have to trust God. Listen, that woman, that woman trusted. Listen, that woman was commanded by God in King first King 17 chapter. She was commanded by God. She was commanded to sustain the man of God, to sustain him. And when you think about somebody sustaining you, that's a wonderful thing. When you think about somebody sustaining you, not only when they say they're sustaining you, it's not just food wise. It's, it's God. God sustaining us, strengthens us, support us physically, mentally. God is sustaining us through all this. God is making sure that we understand that he is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. He even lets us, he even lets us know that we are, we are his and we are loved. And regardless of the situation, the outcome, listen, I am convinced today that this is a journey that we are on. And I believe our, our, our purpose in, in life is to love and to be beacons of light to other people. We, we, we can't, there is a, not enough beacons of light. There is so much hate in the world and we speak about all the bad in the world. But guess what? There's listen, love is bigger than all love. God's love conquers all. God is love. And God wants us to know that he is not forsaken us. He 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 is not a God that would forsake his people that he loves. He is not a God that he forsake us. He is a merciful God. He is a God of grace, mercy. He cares for us. And when he says, cast all your cares, we have to cast all our cares upon him because he cares for us. And we have to trust. Listen, first and foremost, the most important thing is to believe with all your heart and your mind that Jesus is Lord. And he said that we could be saved. And we are, uh, listen, we are not perfect. We are not, we listen, we are a work in progress each and every single day. God loves us. We are so beautiful. We are so wonderful to him. We are, listen, he created us. He loved us so much that he created us in his own image. That's how, listen, he created it. Listen, when I, when you think about when you have children and you, you know, you, mother parents talk about, oh, I wish he have your ears or I wish he had this. I wish he had that. And one of the things is God is so good. He loves us. So he created us in his own image. And at the end of the day, we are Christ. Like we are God. Listen, we are God's chosen. We are God's children. He loves us. And anything that we're going through or that we have, we, we take it to the Lord in prayer. And we trust that God is able to deliver I am so grateful. 
I, I, I try not to look at all the statistics and, you know, there's always different things you see on social media and there's things that you see and you have to figure out what do you want your vibration to be? Where, where do you want to keep yourself high, high vibration is very important. Listen, we have to be mentally, uh, mentally, our minds need to be renewed daily because we have to be careful what we read and what we see and what we let into our vibration in our spirit realm. Because if we, if we are not careful of that, you have days, I know, I don't know about you, but I've had days where I felt hopeless and I, 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 I told the Lord, I don't never want to be a per, a person of, uh, of, of no hope or hopeless because something I can't see that I want God to fix it. He hasn't fixed it, or I don't know how he's going to do it. And I'm worried about how he's going to do it. And, and, and I, I'm so worried about how he's going to do it. I, I can't even, I can't even pray about it no more. Cause I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get it done. God don't want, God wants to do it for us. God wants to give us what we what we need and what we want god loves us so much and i'm just grateful you know today you know i i don't know how great of a job i did and i really i really that is not my concern my concern is that i want to be a beacon of light i want people to know that we can be encouraged through christ god is god is able to do above all that we ask or think and i want people to know that we don't have to be hopeless. We don't have to feel not serving a God, the God that we serve. We don't have to be hopeless because one thing we do know, we know that God is a God of source. God's our source, not the economy, not, not our neighbor. Well, you know what? I'll take that back when I say not our neighbor, because God uses people just like he uses people like in the Bible where he used, uh, the, the widow woman, he used the ravens to feed him, um, you know, uh, feed Elijah. So God, God will use whomever he will. And I want God to use me. You know, I want to be used as a vessel. God say, you got enough that you go ahead and give to so-and-so. And you, you know, I, I heard a brother, um, um, the other day, um, he's for, he's back home. Um, and, uh, he was speaking of, um, the bar system. It was poo, um, from back home. I don't know many if people from Muncie, um, are listening to this. They will probably, understand and know who uh, Pooh is very intelligent young young brother um listened to him a few weeks back and he was talking about the barter system and um that's kind of the things they used to do back in the day where you know if if if, if uh some someone didn't have something uh maybe a a, a certain uh, product or certain thing that somebody else need they they switched they swapped you know they took um they took turns or they, Hey, I got this. You want to trade this for that? You know, bar system, you know, and you know, sad part about us. And, and <clears throat> I'll say, uh, as a whole, but uh, with people, uh, that, uh, uh, our family, us, you know, and we have to learn to be lovers of each other. Again, we, a lot of us don't love each other like we should. And a lot of us say we love each other and we, we, we claim, we claim Jesus Christ and, um, and how can you, how can you love, how can you not love your brother? But you say you love Jesus, you know, how, 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 how is that? You know, the, you know, many people in the church, you know, we say we love people and, uh, we, we, we just love people and I love people and this isn't that. And, and we, we be in church and, and going to church every Sunday and we don't have the love of God in us. We say we love God and we love our neighbor, but, but really we don't love our neighbor. Uh, all the time. We do we say we love our neighbor. We don't love our neighbor and we're supposed to love our enemy. Listen, not, not, we have a problem with loving our, our neighbors. How, how are we, how are we as a people as a whole going to love our enemy? You know, so, so we have to figure out who is the enemy. The enemy is not each other. It's not us. It's, it's, we're, we're supposed to love each other. Listen, that's one thing about this, 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 this virus, this virus don't care if you rich, poor, black, you know, I don't care what they say. Uh, 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 the thing is about the thing is that people don't understand about God is listen, the enemy used to, used to always go after Job and God would allow the enemy to do whatever he will to Job. But one thing that one thing, the Lord of God said, he said, you can do whatever you you want to my son, Joe, you can do whatever you want to Joe. 
Pe- listen, he, Joe was getting done so bad that people told him, "Ain't you tired of getting done so bad?" Pretty much. Why? Why? Why don't you? 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 You got? You? 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 You messed up. You? You? Why don't you just go on and curse God and die? But see, the thing is about Job, he was he was faithful. Not only was he faithful, God told the enemy, say, you can do whatever you want to my son, Job. You can do whatever you want to him, but don't touch his soul. And the thing is about whatever, what listen, whatever the agenda is towards God's people, they don't have to worry about God's people. The Bible says, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. What God is saying is, listen, you, you may get away with doing this and doing that. He said, but when you touch my anointed, he said, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. So what God is saying there is he's telling you, he's forewarning you. People, listen, people need to be careful who they treat bad. You, you listen, we have to be really careful. Listen, the Bible already speaks about angels unaware. Listen, some of us don't even know if we down here. We don't even know if we down here, if we, we angels. Listen, you better be careful who you speak to wrong, who you treat wrong. See, that's what's happened. People have forgotten. People have forgotten the word of God. People have forgotten when, if, if God wants to smote you and he wants to, if he wants to get, listen, he can take the breath out your body right now. God is such a powerful God. He is the alpha and the omega. If we listen, if we don't get it right, we don't get it right. We don't learn how to love one another. If we listen, you we can holler. We love Jesus. But if you are not, if you listen, if you, if your actions is showing different to people and belittling people and making people feel less than, and, and, and you got your picks and respect the person. Listen, God is watching you. Listen, God, now he's watching you. He's watching me too. I'm mindful. I try to be mindful of how I treat people. I, listen, not only do I, am I mindful of it, it doesn't make me have to be mindful to treat people kind because I, I have a desire to be kind and to be loving to whomever God places in my life. I have a responsibility. And one of the things is we as a people, we we don't half of us don't like each other. We, we still hiding behind. I, I, I'm saved and I'm sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost and that with fire. And some of us still, some of them still got hate in their heart from, listen, I say that, listen, I'm going to tell you, I say that I don't say that to judge anybody. I say that to tell that I have been that person. Listen, God had to work on me. There was some deliverance that needed to be made in my life, some deliverance, some things that had to be, to had to be stripped from me. I would be, I would be sitting here lying to tell you that I have, I have not ever had an ill feeling towards someone. But the God I serve is so, he's so much love. He's so, he makes you want to be better. Listen, if God is not making you want to be better and live your life better, then I want to know who you serving. Because the Bible says for, for, for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. Listen, we have got to get hate out of our heart. We have got to get, listen, we have got to get hate, fear. It's so many things that God wants to strip from us. Listen, we can think it's all about this, what's going on. But I'm telling you what, God is trying to send a message. God is trying to tell us something. You know, many say the end is near. And and I listen, I am not saying the end is not near. But what I'm saying is, I know that there are some, some promises of God that he has promised me. And I know that God is not a man that he would lie. I know that there's some things that God wants me to do. So I would say it's a stripping away of the church. Listen, God has been, he's been a show people's character like never before. And we're going to have to either look at it and look in the mirror and say, I have some changes to make because see, we all want to go back to normal. I don't want to go back to normal. You know, however, this, uh, this whole thing with being in the homes and eating with your family, that stuff we did in the nineties and the eighties and the seventies. And, and you know, when I look at it now, I think it was such a beautiful thing. Social media wasn't around. Social media wasn't the 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 focus. It was it was about love and family. So you know, I hear many people say, "I can't wait to go back to normal." Sometimes I have caught myself saying that, and I say, "Lord, I don't want to go back to normal because listen, after this is all over with, 
There should not be, listen, there should not be anything that we want to go back to that would hinder us or keep us from making it into heaven. I mean, uh, listen, one thing, it should, we, we we don't need to go back to normal. We need to go back to where the, the where God was in the schools and 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 the church when the church mother said she she wanted to pray with you and that she was concerned about you and she meant it and you knew she meant it. Listen, God is looking for a church with no blemish. He's look. Listen, we he is setting us up. Listen, God loves us so much. That he would allow us to give us the time that we have, that we woke up. If you listen to this and each each and every day you hit the floor and you say, Lord, I thank you. Listen, we have another day to get it right. I Listen, I press, I press towards the mark. And I mean that. And, and nor has my life been perfect all my life. I've not been perfect. But I know God is trying to get us to love one another listen he said listen the word of God said it would be easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to make it into heaven I'm not listen all these things that people are doing the people that are uh, uh, the powers that be are people that have this hidden agenda what they're doing to God's people listen they have they will have a price to pay and it'll be a very large price. Money, listen, money cannot get you into heaven. Everybody has a heart. Everybody bleeds the same. And everybody's got to go and got to leave here. Because this is not our home. We are literally just passing through this place. This is a journey we are just passing through. This is not our home. And you can't, for one reason, tell me. You can't even give me. You can't even give me. Um. You can't even get me to understand or even to believe that everybody has to be accountable to something and someone. You you can be rich, you can have a whole bunch of money, and you can have no love, and you're as tinkling brass. God wants us to have his love. He wants us to love people. He wants, listen, he wants, he wants to heal the land. That is his, that is his utmost desire. He loves us so much that he would even want to give us another 20, 30, 40 more years on this planet, even though the way it is, but we have to change. We have to change our ways. We, we have, we have a lot of growth to do and we have, I don't know how little the time we have, cause I don't know the Bible says no man knoweth the hour, but I know that we woke up this morning and and, and God willing, we wake up the next morning and we have a desire to do it right. Apologize to the people that you have hurt or have hurt you. Listen, we have got to be clean. Our thinking, you know, um, I have, I have, I have myself, I have a few things that I'm, I'm wanting God to do to move, remove and, you know, and, and strip me and strip me, keep, you know, taking out what's not like him. I, I have that in my life. I'm not perfect. No, listen, no preacher is, no evangelist, no, not none. God is the only, God is the only perfect. And a lot of times we, we, we want to say this and, you know, we want to judge people. And we want to say this and say that, but we don't have any room for judgment error. We don't have any room. We don't have even time for it. And so I would just hope that we understand that love can get us where we need to be. Love can heal the land. And, you know, I'm going to do, try to do these podcasts more often. I want to, I want to, I want to be able to, you know, I'm going to go live. I'm looking forward to going live and uh, just to get my word out. Um, God, God has, he's got, he's trying to use people. And if you have, if God has a call in your life and he wants to use you and you know that he wants to use these, don't start tomorrow, start today, start now. Start now, you know, um, uh, whatever you put your hands to do to the power of his might, do it, whatever it is, because that is what, that is what I strive. I'm going to strive to be like Christ. I'm going to, I'm going to strive to be more like him. And I'm, I'm so, so grateful to know that 
This is this is not our home, but we are living here and God wants to heal the land and we have a job to do as well. And I hope I encourage somebody today. Um, you guys, I love you. You're beautiful to me. I-